in a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. The Top 10 is proud to bring you The Realist. Realist! Realist! Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Realist. 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 <laughs> All right, you guys know how this works. Uh, three patrons were selected. One's going to select the topic. Two send in their lists. Matt and I count down their lists, and then we combine it at the end. Correct. We don't add anything uh, to the, if you know. We wanted certain movies to make the list. We don't just substitute those other things on there. Uh, it is fully your guys' list. We are happy to do it, and we love uh, doing it. And uh, let's see. By the time you're hearing this, uh, we hope you enjoy the new year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a couple of days after that. If yeah. you celebrated Christmas, hopefully you had a happy Christmas yeah. or a Merry Christmas or whatever the case is. And uh, if you'd like to extend that Christmas and you live in Texas— then Christmas came early, really early, like 10 months at the end of February, February 29th at uh, houseofblues.com forward slash Houston. We're doing two shows that night, 8 and 10 p.m. And then once again, King's Place out in London. We are oh, coming. Yeah. May 2nd, 8 p.m. Doors open at 7. They got a nice spread, a bar. It's a chill place. Uh, we're going to do a longer show. It's a 30-pound ticket, and we are going to crush Bring out friends. Trust me, uh, this is like a stocking stuffer in May. Yeah. Just you know, they don't know the treat that they're in for. That you're doing them a favor, and we can't wait to see all of you again. It was uh, the, the highlight of both of our years last year, I think, and it was something yep. we will carry with us for the rest of time. Absolutely. And uh, Houston, big shoes to fill, but Chicago did a nice job. So you got to step up to that plate. They did. They did. Everywhere else we've gone, we've sold the place out and filled the theater. So get on it, Houston. Get on it. Yeah, let's keep that trend going. we got two shows that night. We know we can sell it out. There's even reserve seating that they can open up if we uh, spill over and, and sell out early. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many there are, but there's like some standing room that they're willing to open up thereafter. Yeah. That they might be able to scoot in a couple folding chairs or something. I don't know. But anyway, so let's just jump into this relist, shall well, we? Well, first of all, uh, let's say if you want to be part of the relist, you can always do that by j- going to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash the top 10. That's that number 10, the top 10, number 10 there. Jump into it, see uh, what the tiers are, and you can be part of the relist yourself as a patron. And you can also take part in our Topic Thunder and send in your topics for us to uh, to answer on that show. So, all right, let's jump into this thing. Uh, thanks to Chris Alexakos for uh, compiling this thing for us. Who is the person who who sent in their topic, my man? Uh, selected is the ever handsome Mr. Bernie Knapp. Oh, look at you buttering your old father-in-law up. Oh, that's all right. I can't, you know, he's uh, he's going to be buttering up some stuff for me at uh, Christmas Eve. I can't wait for the food, Bernie. Oh, hello. We are saving our appetite from uh, Chris's and coming over to your place and hopefully engorging ourselves in all kinds of beautiful. I'm we're eating overly healthy for the next. We we already eat really healthy yeah. by and large like we have in essence like a cheat day a week we had burgers and fries the other night this wow. place that does uh, fries and beef towel okay the way mcdonald's did it way back when oh wow um and they got these you ever heard of smash burgers with yeah of course yeah and they smash so it's double double smash burgers the only burger you can buy wow and then beef towel fries and it was all pretty delicious what's the name of this place uh, I have to look it up. It's okay. got a weird uh, name, but it's over in Silver Lake. Okay, sounds good. It's sounds over good. Here the five. It's, it's delicious. All right, and 
as far as a burger in this town, decent price, and Sounds it was good. good. That's perfect. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, we're eating extra healthy, like no desserts, lots of extra veggies. I already eat a lot of veggies, like cutting out all red meats because I just know. That Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the twenty sixth. My birthday is you know a few days after that. Oh. Just it's a lot of I'm eating poorly and enjoying every second of it. Yeah, yeah, I hear for uh, quite a while. So okay. uh, looking forward to it, Bernie. And Bernie selected Mr. Clint Eastwood hey. and top ten Clint Eastwood movies here on the read list. Yeah, uh, can I do a little bragging. I got to interview Clint Eastwood for the Richard Jewell uh, press. Yes, Jones. you did. You can see it on YouTube on the Collider YouTube Collider Interviews YouTube channel. Truly a highlight of my life, man. Outlaw to outlaw. Truly a highlight of my life. The nice thing is that's what he said to you to start. Outlaw, it's good to see you from this outlaw. <laughs> You're like, oh, this guy. He's great. It was so much fun. And that film is getting unfairly vilified by the press and the media, kind of rehashing in real life what happened to Richard Jewell, the person they're doing it to the movie over one stupid fucking scene. It's mind-blowing to me. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, do you want to start since I started last time? Sure. This is from <clears throat> uh, Brandon Monroe. Yeah. Uh, and it says, hello, Mr. Nost and Mr. Roca. You guys are awesome and happy holidays to you and all the top teners. Hashtag make top ten Toronto happen. Oh. It, we are working on it, Mr. Monroe. We are working on it. Uh, so he just jumps right in with his list. And mm-hmm. at number ten, he's got in the line of fire. Okay, not on this list. Not on the list, no, really. I know, surprising. Uh, he doesn't say anything about it specifically. Just wrote down in the line of fire. We both appreciate the brevity. It's what the Secret Service one, where yep. Malkovich is the guy intent out on uh, killing the president. Yep. And uh, Eastwood is a semi-disgraced individual. Isn't he? Yes. He broke in on senator when he was having an affair no 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 he was on the kennedy thing and he thought that and he he blames himself for not having reacted quicker because okay. he thought he had seen the shooter before he shot kennedy which secret service one is the one where he breaks in on the guy with his mistress and something comes absolute like, power is that what it is yeah 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 okay uh yeah i remember liking in the line of fire I yeah me good. too yeah. that was really good actually one of those one of those ones where Clint was like kind of stepping outside of Westerns, and it actually worked for a lot of the audience. Rene Russo in this thing, uh, Mad Dur- not Dermot Maroney, Dylan McDermott uh, as his partner and all that. So there's a lot here. And the great dialogue between him and Malkovich. Great stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, Brandon Monroe's number nine is, as I knock that bottle over, Pale Rider. Uh, that's a punt. Uh, good for both of them. Yeah. Uh, number eight actually is a movie I have yet to see, The Mule. Yeah, me too. I still haven't seen this one. I may solve it over Christmas. I may watch it over Christmas. I still have not seen this one. I got to catch up on other things that I need to see outside of Mule, mm. you know, for this year mm. type of thing. Because there's so many good movies this year. Yeah. Sad thing is, a couple of them are going to fall through the cracks. Cracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to get to them uh, later on, which right. sucks because I'd like to see everything. So you have uh, screw you. <laughs> so you have uh, a valid opinion when you sit down and go, which what what were right the best performances this year? Did you right. see as many of them as you possibly could? Because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Uh, but the mule, uh, so he wrote, Clint has still got it. A very sp- suspenseful movie that grips you. Yeah. You got okay. anything for it? I know. I haven't seen it. I know the trailers look great. I know it made a lot. I made over $100 million. Did it really? Yeah. And a quiet over $100 million. Like nobody another, thought this, I think it was made for like 17 Yeah. Another yeah. Clint uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and back up after American Sniper. Pena's in this thing, too. I started watching the first 10 minutes of it the other day because it's on the pay channels right now. Sure. Uh, but then I got distracted and, and couldn't finish it. So uh, I will f- – it, it didn't strike me as like right off the bat got me like Richard Jewell is. Okay. So uh, I will see. All right. 
Uh, oh, that's yes. my eight. So what do you got? Number ten is Firefox. Well, who's yours from? Oh, sorry, it's just from Hassel. Oh, it's from Hassel. Yeah, Security of the First World. Yeah, Matthew Hassel. Uh, that's what I call him now. Um, five, number ten is Firefox. Uh, let me see. Not on my list. Says loved it as a kid, and I just wanted to hear you guys talk about it. It's a weird movie for the '80s. I've seen it. Clint's a fighter pilot. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one where they have to? Or that's the one with Nick Cage with the train. Like they're driving a Jeep with the same scope thing. Oh, yeah. Is that the Nick Cage one or is that Firefox? Nick I think Cage. it's Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, but it's another like, you know, airwolf type of – there's a lot of <laughs> helicopter stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I vaguely recall Firefox. It was kind of a quiet favorite of people who enjoy these like action films. And it was such an interesting thing for Eastwood to play a fight about. It only is made sense. SR-71, the Blackbird knockoff type of thing? Oh, maybe, dude. Now you're in deep, too deep for me. I don't well, the SR-71, well. you know. Do I? If you saw the picture of it, just look at – search SR-71. Okay. And then Blackbird would probably be the autocomplete. Okay. But you know it. It's a spy plane uh, that's all black and it just looks – the silhouette of it is just oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Blackbird. Yeah. Yeah, I do know this one. Uh, Absolutely. So is Firefox like basically the Hollywood version of that plane? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You can tell right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. remember GI Joe did a jet that kind of looked like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like the first X Men jet, and it kind of looks like yeah. So it's their version of the SR seventy one. A pilot is sent to the Soviet Union on a mission to steal a prototype jet fighter that can be partially controlled by a Neuralink. Those damn communists <laughs> with their Neuralinks. Uh, yeah, nobody of note except for Warren Clark that I know of is in this thing. But, uh, oh, Nigel Hawthorne as well. Interesting little film, that's for sure. Uh, directed by Clint Eastwood. Hey, oh. Well, good for Clint. Yeah. Getting those bones early. Yeah, fighter pilot. All right, uh, number nine, any which way you can. Uh, it's not on my list. So funny and odd seeing Buff Clint be a boxer. Also, the monkey, uh, in quotation marks. Wow. Isn't it an orangutan? It's an orangutan. Which is not a monkey, guys. Get your shit together. Maybe there's a joke in the film where he's called a monkey. I don't know. I've never seen either of these movies. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the appeal, so I never watched it. Even as a kid, I was like, I don't know. Clint Eastwood didn't loom large in my mind at that point because I hadn't seen Fistful of Dollars, The Bad, The Ugly, like all the things that would make you go, this dude is a badass because I was a kid. So this comes out and you're like, some dude and a monkey, why do I care? Yeah. Uh, right cross, Clyde. Uh, all right. Uh, his number eight is Million Dollar Baby. That's a punt. Uh, no surprise. Go ahead. Uh, Mr. Uh, Monroe has uh, some good taste in uh, his movies there, Mr. Hasso. I don't <laughs> understand. You go from Clinton and Orangutan to one of the better boxing movies. Mm. Number seven for Brandon Monroe is Escape from Alcatraz. Uh, not on list. Okay. He writes, uh, it's one of the better uh, prison films with superb uh, ending, with a superb ending. One of the better prison films. It's, uh, no, it is is good. It holds up. It is good. Uh, The pacing at times is a little slow, but by and large, I think it's it's an intriguing story that's based on a true story. Yeah. About these guys that amazingly managed to procure all the stuff that they would need to make paper mache versions of themselves. Yeah. And... Burrow through the wall to go out and make a raft 
like to make a little waterproof type of raft yeah. thing, and then to go across <laughs> the San Francisco Bay, which is freezing cold, and they never found the bodies. Yep. At least, uh, you know, conspiratorially, that's what the government told us. But <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, damn D.B. It. Cooper jumped out of a plane and scooped him up with his parachute, and they locked onto his feet, and he just carried him out across the ocean. True. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, but yeah, Escape from Alcatraz, is, uh, it's good. Okay. Uh, which number six? Six is Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. That's a punt. Okay. Uh, Brandon writes nothing because it's a punt. What do you got at seven? I was just going to stop you. I, know. I was just going to stop you. All right. Number seven is uh, Heartbreak Ridge. Not on my list. That's a shame. This I love this movie. Uh, Hasso says he sticks to that voice, and I always just enjoyed his take on the sergeant. I agree. It's such a good movie. It's a Marine movie. Clint plays this guy who's a, who's a disgraced uh, military uh, – I mean a, a Marine sergeant – uh, who gets uh, put back into this platoon to train this these uh, these kind of malcontents in the Marines to uh, shape up before they get into a fight and get sent to Granada. Uh, Mario Van Peebles plays one of these guys. A bunch of other people. This guy, Swede, uh, I forget the actor's name, plays this massive dude. Um, they all get like put together and trained and become a cohesive unit to go against the better uh, level of Marines that are there, uh, and it causes all kinds of friction and problems. Marsha Mason is his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend in this, and they kind of find their way back to each other, but it is Clint doing Clint, mm-hmm. which is, get in there, get in there. That's what he does the whole movie, man. And it's incredible. What do you got at six? Put on your shirt. Uh, number six is Pale Rider, the uh, punt from earlier. Sure. He goes, because biblical badasses always rule. That's pretty succinct. Yeah. Uh, Brandon writes, a good Western with some witty dialogue. Fun is the best uh, I can describe it. Yeah. Yeah, Pale Rider's good. Uh, Pale Rider's damn good, man. I love that ending, too. Preacher! Preacher! Um, but a lot of interesting things are explored in the movie. And then at the end, which is what great Westerns do... At the end, you don't know who this guy is. You don't know how Clinton and him got on the opposite side of a situation. But you know he's the guy that put five bullets in Clint in the Pale Rider. And so when he's getting his revenge, uh, it's so fantastic, even though you don't know shit about this villain. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I tell people all the time when I'm reviewing movies. You don't have to explain everything, but you have to lay some good goddamn groundwork yeah. so that we give you that license to not explain something and create this uh, villain or whatever out of thin air, mm-hmm. and it makes us go along with it. So Ugh. anyway, there we go. Uh, what's your number five? So my five is uh, A Perfect World. Ooh, not on this list. All right. He writes, even though Kevin Costner is the main in this movie, Clint has a major impact in the movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a strong uh, message and is very underrated in my opinion. Yeah, I don't disagree. Do you remember this one? Yeah, but I don't remember Clint being in it. I remember oh, yeah, like yeah. him walking the Kevin Costner through that field, and he gets shot, and the little kid, and then mm-hmm. like them being in the Cadillac, and right, and all that. I hadn't thought about it until when we had Gabe on uh, oh. my nephew, and he guessed it, and he yeah. brought it up for uh, whichever. I can't remember what the the topic was, mm-hmm. but that's the the first time I had thought about a perfect world yeah. in a long time. Yeah. And I still haven't seen it since. I, you know, it's one of those I doubt I will. It's not anything against the movie. It's just there's so many others. It's another one directed by Clint Eastwood. Okay. Um, Didn't know that. And Laura Dern plays his uh, partner, and they're trying to hunt down Kevin Costner. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't even remember that. Costner plays a runaway convict. Sure. Right. And the kid, he takes care of the kid, um, and they take care of each other. But yeah, it's uh, I, I remember it very well. 
because it's Costner playing a, a villain, which he had rarely done. But that's what I remember. Yeah. It's Him fair. and the kid. He, I, well, he's the lead, man, so that makes sense. Yeah. And he's what? Wearing the the beautiful cliche of just a white T-shirt and yeah, jeans? with the but flannel it, shirt. It, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. He's a Southern California boy, man. He makes it work. Well, simple is Northern better. California. Yeah, simple is always better. You know, it's not like he's got a great education. He's a felon. Right. Or a body to hide like me. Got and I'm not saying shirts. that there aren't felons that are educated. I'm just saying he doesn't have the trappings of an individual that – yeah, I know. I know. Welcome worried? to 2020. You worried some felon is listening to us and is offended. I, I Look, actually, you noced. I know a felon. Oh, you know a felon? I do All know right, a felon. fair enough. Yeah, I mean he got popped for something that I could have been popped for. Oof, shit. Well, it's just having too much – a pot on yeah. you at a concert type That of happens. Yep. And in the time he got caught, he already had one strike on his record Oof. from like a DUI or something. Yeah. And the judge was just like, no bueno. How long did he go in for? Well, he had something much different than that. Oh, Not Fair enough. In the same – No need to embellish. or uh, Jam band world. Yes, yeah, sure. So think of a psychedelic of something yeah, that he sure, had. Yeah, sure, sure. And he was kind of holding for a few different people and it was enough to where like, well, you're clearly a dealer. Yeah. be like, well – Technically, I was giving to a few of my friends. Yeah. It wasn't like I was sitting on a trunk full of this stuff. I just had a single bag and yeah. we were going to enjoy it at this concert. Wow. Uh, but he went away for a while. Wow. For a while. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Well, this was long before I knew him. Yeah. So. All right. That's your number five? Uh, that is my five. Uh, his five, Joe, Matt Hasso's five, which may get him kicked out of his job as security of the first world of the top ten. His number five is Unforgiven. You know, he he tweeted me the other day that he didn't think Christmas Vacation was good. Yeah. Do you think it's one too many kicks in the head from these karate things? <laughs> could be. Yeah. Could be. Like something he's not like punch dislodged. drunk. He's foot drunk or something. Yeah, whatever that drunk. is. <laughs> he's kick drunk. He's, he's kick, kick drunk. drunk. There you go. That's much better than foot drunk. Foot drunk sounds like some weird fetish thing where they just – they've had so many feet in a day that they're rolling in some state of euphoria. Yeah. Uh, this Jesus show took Christ. a weird turn. Yeah, so what's wrong with you? Wow. It's a punt, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I What's think that for? goes without mentioning. Four is Million Dollar Baby, which is roughly oh, yeah, in the ballpark yeah. of where – with as opposed to Hasso's eight. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. That's where it belongs. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you got a karate chop to the huevos a couple of times there, I feel like, Hasso. I feel like it's why Hasso listens to us because he knows his Such ideas are, are way opinion? off base. Yeah. Uh, what did uh, I'll write? I'll give mine. Uh, yeah, he wrote a great boxing movie. Hillary Swank does a masterful performance that makes you fall in love with her. Clint has a great arc in this movie. The ending uh, always gets me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hustle says great performances all around, but so depressing to me. I don't revisit it often. No. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I can. It is depressing, but I don't think you need to get to the part where it turns depressing and it still works. That's right? true, but it's still hopeful at the end. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes well, the journey love. ends. Yeah. Love yeah. is the underlying. True. Yes, absolutely. And the idea of uh, a, fa- a pseudo-father-daughter relationship. Yeah, paternalistic. She'd never had. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was your number four? That was my four. My four is High Plains Drifter. Not on my list. All right. All right. Let's give it in. Uh, he said, uh, Vengeance never has been played out better. I don't disagree with that. It's such a fantastic movie. You ever seen it? Yeah. High Plains Drifter. Sure. Yeah. Comes into town. Uh, uh, I, I go back to, um, you know, the, the trilogy plus Unforgiven. Oh, uh, okay. And then, yeah, you know, the, this I watch about as much as like Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outlaw Josie or Hang Em High. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hang Em High a little bit less than those. Yeah. But certainly, yeah, this one is so good. I mean, just comes in out of the haze of the heat, 
to this town um, and like immediately is just like like just kind of bullying everybody around and people kind of give him begrudging respect for it. And then you find out that this is a guy who was fucked over by this town and surrendered to these three dudes who are villains and they set him up and put him in jail. And so he's come out of jail to exact his revenge on the town. For sure. And boy, does he, man. And boy, howdy. And boy, howdy. And those villains come back and he exacts his revenge on those villains as well and everyone in the town who had fucked him over. And I was like, man, this is like such a brilliant film. And then disappears back into the haze, man. That's why he's the, you know, the spirit of the West. He is. That was my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite parts of Rango, which I think is oh, yeah. a pretty pitch perfect movie. But he is... It's Olafan doing the voice, yes. but it's Clint Eastwood. It's yeah. an homage to Clint Eastwood and the spaghetti westerns. Yeah, it's a nice, yeah, a, a beautiful marriage between all those different things. So, mm-hmm. you want what? My number three? Yeah, your number three, which is uh, Gran Torino. Not on this list. I don't know if I'd have it at three. Yeah, because but I'd still have it on the list. Maybe, 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 because I just glanced at your list because uh, mm. you know it's a small page between the two. Yeah. Uh, and they both are omitting one thing. Oh, yeah. Which is absolutely asinine to me. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But anyway, for Gran Torino, it says, A very unlikable man shows that uh, shows you he can do the right thing in the end and change his ways. A good story about masculinity, racial conflict, and influence of gangs in America. True. Yeah, I just think the non-actors that were asked to act so much yeah. really take away. Okay. You know, he's... Good as a snarling dog, right. in essence. He is the embodiment of get off my lawn. Yeah. Uh, but I, of the I can make anybody a decent enough actor kind of angle when he was doing that because eventually uh, Clint became the one take and we're done or two yeah. takes. Like, yeah. we're, we're banging this out quick. We don't need 100 takes. This is yeah. Kubrick. This is one where I'm – I wish you would cast somebody else. Yeah. They're, they're you know, I hope they're nice people. I'm sure they are. Nothing against them. But they're not actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just – they were, I guess, who we wanted for the part, and for me, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, so I agree. Number was that again? That's my three. Uh, my three is Dirty Harry. Okay, the pun. Yeah, we all know why. Just defining that se- just defining that seventies hero. What do you got? Sure. Uh, he writes, "I feel lucky for just watching this movie. Interesting. <laughs> wow, it's just a classic. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel lucky. I mean, I think it's really good. It's interesting that it's basically their take on Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, to think of. San Francisco is this weird, gritty crime. Like my entire life, it has been. It's been what I view San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Although now it's got a serious homeless it and does. homeless drug problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As bad as ours is, theirs is even more congested because it's such a smaller, finite area. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think of it in any way as Zodiac. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy to me that was San Francisco. Right. And – uh uh, it's a damn good movie. I think mm-hmm. it, it holds up really well. I think so too. I mean, you know, you go down the line of that series and you start to lose some of the quality, but this one still works. And yeah, it's upsetting. It's unsettling at times. It's slightly racist in moments, but it's it's fu- it's the fucking seventies, man. I mean, French Connection is is racist right the first ten months of the movie. So you got to look at things within within the context of when they've been released and mm-hmm. what's going on in society at the time and what they're able to get away with. I, I, I wish we'd find a happy medium, Matt. I mean, there's somewhere in the middle that we can exist in the world where like. We can accept these movies the way yeah. they were, and we can also be aware of racism and not have it happen again. There's a way to have both, and I, I, I applaud the movies now that are able to tackle the issue head on, but still, but pull no punches about it and show the complexity and the hypocrisy inherent uh, uh, of tackling something like that. So, 
I hope we find our way back to the middle again because I don't like this whole you can't say that. You can't do that. You can't do – like that's not real. Human beings do that shit all the time. Deal with it when it's happening. That's a more realistic yeah. approach. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I, I can't fight you on uh, any of that stuff. I'm in full agreement. Yeah. Uh, so that was your three? Yes. So my two is your two. Oh, yeah. Fistful of dollars. Fistful of dollars. This is the one that makes the list? Uh-huh. I know. And uh, – I don't have it. Does does he say anything about not omitting the other? Well, he just says, "Yo, Jimbo in the West, fan fucking testing." You know, we promise that we won't make a substitution. We won't. But boy, oh boy, if there was ever a time when there needs to be something put onto a list, yeah, right. We won't do it. Violate the tenets of uh, you know, basically the rules we made up. Yeah, we made up. We on could, the fly. Uh, just like societal rules, we can change those things. <laughs> it's not like it's constitutional. We don't need to pass an amendment. We just need to change the law. Fair point. <laughs> uh, dollars. So he writes, the start of a great trilogy, it defines the spaghetti western for me. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I agree. Absolutely. It's so good. Uh, I, I like. I don't like um, for a few dollars more as much. I think Fistful of Dollars and Good, the Bad, and the Ugly were the top two of that of that trilogy. Yeah, uh, there are still good things in For a Few Dollars More. Certainly, the little uh, music box and what have you, and Lee Van Cleef actually playing a good guy. That's cool. But this whole idea where he plays both these guys against each other and has that uh, steel plate under the sh- on the shawl, mm-hmm. fantastic man, just brilliant stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, all right, what's your number one? My one is the only number one. Right, I agree. Which is Unforgiven. Yeah. It's a perfectly cast movie for an older Clint Eastwood and brilliantly directed. Yeah, he's got uh, – Hassel says, as solid as this film is, it doesn't super get me. Wow. I mean – What do you think happened to him as a kid? <laughs> well, he did want to grow up watching Westerns is my guess. But at the mm-hmm. same time, he's got – including his number one, what, four Westerns on this? Yeah, he does. Uh, uh, one, two, three – Five. He's got five westerns out of ten. Wow. So he's clearly watched all of them. Yeah. And his number one was one that we just discussed. Yeah. yeah. Technically. Unforg- I mean, to us, it's it's the destruction of the western, and it's a it's kind of interesting to watch the actual the building collapse yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, all these tenets, the structural tenets of what a western is. Mm-hmm. And the demystification of of when Eastwood is in essence talking to that reporter at the end, and the reporter's like, "Oh, you clearly went for him because you felt he was the best gun." <laughs> it's just like, now nah, it's the luck of the draw, man. I've always been lucky when it comes to killing. It's the truth. Yeah. Some some people, whether they're good or they're bad individuals, are just luckier than others. They just have comp. It's like a uh, apocalypse now, and he says, "You just knew that Robert Duvall character wasn't going to get so much as a scratch." You know, because he just had that aura, that energy. Uh, same thing here. Situation, Unforgiven. He just, Will Money just is always so composed in whatever situation's going on that it just gives him that little extra edge uh, in a situation. That's why he's always been, I've been lucky when it comes to killing you. Because, you know, everyone is just flipping out and shooting all over the place. He's very composed. Um, <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Number one, he's got the outlaw Josie Wales. That, that's Matthew Hasso. He says, Yes, hell yes! Not only my favorite Clint, but my favorite Western of all time. Wee wow! I like it. I'm really <clears throat> on board until they get to like the we're creating our own little village, yeah, type of thing, and that's when it starts to lose me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fully lose me. I like the movie. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't work as effectively for me as Good, the Bad, right. or a lot of others. Yeah, uh, Unforgiven. Yep. And fistful of dollars, yep. 
and for a few dollars more and oh yeah oh you mean Clint Eastwood wise yeah yeah, yeah. well just for yeah Clint Eastwood westerns yeah yeah it's still good but I don't even know if it makes my top five of his I wouldn't my uh, I mean Unforgiven is so far and away the best westerns ever done. I sat and talked when I asked him uh, uh, in in the interview with him for the press junket. I asked him if there was a director's cut of Unforgiven because there have been rumors about that for years that he has a director's cut he's never released. It's longer, mm-hmm. and he said the one I released that's the director's cut. And I said, "All right, boom, done. There you go. Uh, question answered." Uh, but yeah, uh, great stuff uh, here from. Uh, Matt Hasso and Brandon Monroe, even though we gave them a lot of shit for their uh, choices and their yeah, selections. Yeah, that's the but... beauty of the show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, do we put this thing together? That we do. Um, I will go ahead and start a mm-hmm. list real quick. Thanks to both of you for sending in your lists. This is going to be fun. Well, so Unforgiven, number one? I guess so. Well, that's the beauty of We Make the List. That's right. Fistful of dollars, too? Uh, sounds good to me. Poor Hasso. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're not going to... We're not going to add any movies like we think one should be added, but right, we right. do get to order this motherfucker. It's true. Very true. Uh, he's got Grand Torino at three and the Million Dollar Baby at four. Okay. I got Million Dollar Baby at eight and no Grand Torino. I would say Million Dollar or Dirty Harry next. I would do Dirty Harry. All right. Dirty Harry. Do you want to say that then Million Dollar? Yep. Works for me. Capitalizing. This is a list that no one will ever read except for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pedantic for you. It's got to be correct. Uh, that just makes perfect. Man. Do we want to put in his outlaw Josie Wales? I guess so now. One? Yeah, I guess so now. We can put it in because it is a good damn good movie. It's not like you picked. All righty. Um. I got Torino at three, A Perfect World at five. Do we have anything else? Pale Rider. Yeah, I got High Plains Drifter at four. But we both have Pale oh, Rider. Oh, we do have Pale Rider. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's do Pale Rider there and we do High Plains Drifter. Okay. That. High Plains Drifter. Ring. All right. Your next highest? Uh, on f- uh, I got Grand Torino at three. I think uh, – well, yeah, I, I, we have Outlaw Josie Wills, Fistful of Dollars, Dirty Harry, High Plains Drifter, yeah, Unforgiven, Pale Rider. So Heartbreak Ridge is my next one at seven. So, All right, Grand Torino. Then that means A Perfect World beats yours. Wow. That was his five. Okay. And your seven was what? Heartbreak Ridge. I got Escape from Alcatraz. Uh, I'm fine with either. I, personally, I'd pick Escape, but yeah, I don't care. i pick Heartbreak Ridge. Uh, sure, get, Heartbreak Ridge it is. You have to flip the coin. No, okay. We can flip the coin. Is that the want. number 10? Yeah, it's the number 10. Yeah. It's a love to our Marines, man. Sure. It makes as much sense as anything else. I'm not against it. Uh, yeah, arbitrary sense, yes. Well, I just, uh, they're both Agreed. equal to me, so I don't, yeah. however, whatever metric you come up by that tips the scale in that favor, I'm fine with. Let's do it. All right, the top 10 Clint Eastwood movies on the relist. Yeah. Relist. <laughs> At number 10. Heartbreak Ridge. At number 9. A Perfect World. At number 8. Gran Torino. At number 7. High Plains Drifter. At number 6. Pale Rider. At number 5. The Outlaw Josie Wales. At number 4. Million Dollar Baby. At number 3. Dirty Harry. At number 2. Fistful of Dollars. 
And our number one Clint Eastwood movie on the real list is Unforgiven. I don't forgive you. Uh, great stuff. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Bernie Knapp, for suggesting this and for the two Correct. of you, Matt Hasso uh, and uh, Brandon Monroe. Brandon Monroe for sending your list. That was a lot of fun to talk about. And to Chris Alexakos for helping put together yeah. these two lists, the shout outs, everything that we do with uh, Patreon. A uh, big thanks to them, to him, rather, to uh, to Joe Abara, Mike Shea, Kristen Smith, and Mr. Matthew Hasso, who's on this show. Uh, we wouldn't be able to deliver all the content we do without the help of those fine individuals. And our thanks to you, to all of you. We hope you enjoy New Year's. Stay safe out there. Have a good night. Uh, Hope you had a Merry Christmas if yeah. you celebrated, a Happy Holidays in general. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. Uh, if you want to go to the shows, it's houseofblues.com forward slash Houston and kingsplace.co.uk. You can find us on the calendars over there. There you go. You can follow me at The Rogue Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks again, everybody. Remember, if you wanted to be a part of this and be a patron and submit your stuff, go to www.patreon.com slash the top 10, number 10 there, and get involved and uh, sign up, and uh, you can be part of The Realist down the road as well. All right. That's it for us on The Realist. Realist. <laughs>